0: Welcome back, punters. Uh, season two of Tongue Tied um, with a very good mate of mine once again, Brody Nixon from good old Sky Racing. That You probably recognise his voice from the, tri- the what is it, the Spy Files. Finding winners winners galore, mate. How are you? Good, Nick. How are you going, mate? Uh, it'd be good if I could find a winner or two, but uh, plotting along nicely, mate. We were just talking off air about how it seems like Magic Millions was was a, a month ago now, and uh, us two boys being being proud Queenslanders with the you know we we've done the maroon all the time, and that's kind of our big peak in, in the new year. But that's long gone, and now we're looking ahead towards the uh, the autumn, mate. Yeah, there's no off season, is there? A couple of weeks after the Magic Millions, you're into the other
1: restricted sales race. Inglis Millennium will be due very, very shortly, a couple of million dollars an offer there and we're just chatting off air as well. Which crop seems stronger, the Inglis crop or the Magic Millions? I think there's a big question mark over the millions crew. I think before the race it looked to be building quite strongly a couple of months out, the likes of Miss Kuta, Platinum Jubilee, Empire of Japan, all stamping their cases early into their two year old season. But they really didn't look to make the improvement apart from Platinum Jubilee. She was good once again. So I think it's a big jury out on along these Magic Millions horses. And I think at a first look, I think the English ones uh, might have the wood on them early, but we're going to find out very shortly.
0: That's it. The uh, the English Millennium, I think I was reading, the uh, 11th of February, which, uh, mates. that's your Bucks weekend. So... We'll be no doubt at a TAV somewhere watching the English Millennium, so there might we might have to try and tee up a bit of a podcast or something from the uh, from the new office that leading into that weekend before we um, before we tee off, but. Um, mate, this new season, we're, we're going to keep it pretty similar to how we were last year. We're, we're going to sort of make it, we're both journalists at uh by degree, aren't we? So we're going to cover a few of the big stories, the big talking points, um, in the racing world throughout the week, a little bit of racing chat. And then at the end, we know everyone out there loves a puns, loves the best bet of the weekend. So we'll throw out one to follow, but, uh, mate, we might, uh, while we're talking about that magic millions, we, we might just have a quick recap of, of what happened. It was last Thursday, I think. Was it last Thursday or the Thursday before that? Last Thursday. Last Thursday. So it was only a week ago today, but it feels a lot longer than that, doesn't it? Uh mate Skirt the Law too good for them uh in the two year old classic. She's uh she's just bomb proof that Philly, isn't she? She's unbeaten now from is it three career starts and I suppose a few people well it was a weird move on the Saturday when the original meeting was meant to happen. She came into four sixty favourite That morning and then was rock solid and of course the meeting got called off and she ended up drifting i think on thursday afternoon out to about seven or eight dollars but mate pretty impressive win really
1: very impressive and i saw black saw bloodstock put up a video tell you what it's copy and paste compared to their mare isotope who won on the same day a year before so last year same ride virtually the same race shape she just sat behind the speed Pulled out, presented the turn. Ryan Maloney, he's just so balanced. He's one of those jockeys. you back up in Queensland with so much confidence. The likes of Ryan, uh, Ryan Wiggins, uh, James Orman, they're so big. They're so strong. They really lift these horses. And you know when your horses are going well when Ryan Wiggins or James Orman is sitting still. But Ryan Maloney, he's just still as a church mouse. He doesn't move aboard these horses. And you can tell watching the replay once again. I was watching Empire Japan with the Futures ticket. He wasn't good enough frankly, just wasn't up to him on the day and skirt the law exceeded my expectations. But when you watch the replay, you wouldn't want to be on any other horse. She was traveling, she had a perfect run. And when Ryan pushed the button, she exploded.
0: 100% mate. I was on, uh, I had two bets on a couple of Snowden runners as well, Sovereign Fund and, uh, and Godfather. And I mean, I sort of knew my fate when they drew 17 and 20 on the Tuesday. Um, I, I knew I wasn't going to be uh, much hope, but they were a bit the same, like they were out wide where Empire of Japan was. And I thought, oh, maybe they'll just come into it and sort of slingshot off that turn. But they were well beaten well before they straightened, I think. And uh, you sort of looked over and you saw the pink jacket of, of Skirt the Law come through and it was all over by the shouting there. And uh, But, mate, that was Tony Gollan trained, obviously. How about him? He's flying at the moment. He's 10 wins from his last 50 starts at 20%. That Magic Millions carnival, he just dominated. Of course, he had Skirt the Law. He had Vinko win the Magic Millions Cup, Spiritualized won the Rising Stars. He had F-Troop run second in the cutest race. That was just winners galore for him. And it just keeps continuing. I think he had one winner, or he had a double, I think, on Saturday at Doombin, a winner on Sunday at the Sunshine Coast with his only runner, and then a winner yesterday at, uh, at Doombin again. Mate, there's, there's no other team he'd rather be following up here at the moment.
1: Absolutely. And I think the most impressive thing with the Golden Stables, when they get horses from interstate, they always improve. Look at King Capper. He's always shown talent. Was group performed as a two-year-old, I think he ran fourth on one of those um, Group 2 Champagnes there at yeah. a couple of years ago. He went down to Sydney, was okay. I think he might have won the one race. He didn't really set the world on fire, was hampered with wet tracks in his defence. He showed lots of talent, came up to Queensland. Geez, those trials and jump outs put the riding on the wall. He was going fantastic. And then he comes out first up, wins very dominantly, but very green. Wins second up, dominantly at the green. But boy, oh boy, last start. You can see the improvement he's making. Sat outside the lead. They didn't go very fast, but he's absolutely walloped them. Tony Golan, every time he gets these horses, they improve. Look at the likes of um, Group 1 winner, Crone. She showed yeah. a bit of talent early in her career. We never expected her to get the height she did. And that's up to Tony and the outstanding trainer he is.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, Crone Baller, uh, there's a few horses in that same boat, isn't there? And King Kappa, the latest latest pin-up boy for that, he's airborne, that horse. Mate, the other big race out of the Magic Millions, the three-year-old Guineas, was taken out by fashion legend. That horse, absolutely airborne. But the runner-up, Yellow Brick, he was really heavily backed. Um, He looked gone, didn't he, on the turn? I thought this horse is not travelling anywhere near a winner. And then you look back at the, at the 150 and I thought, oh, shit, Yellow Brick's going to get up the inside and win here. Um, I think two really good three-year odds.
1: It was the opposite for both the two favourites. I thought it was a two-horse race. I didn't think um, anything else could win the race. Fashion legend, I thought he was gone from the draw, but poor old Benny Thompson, he'd ridden that yeah. horse in both runs in Queensland. And the poor mm-hmm. bugger jumped on Yellow Brick. But I think there's no shadow of a doubt Yellow Brick was the best horse in the race. He will be the best horse in the race going forward. We had a bit of a chat off air, but very quickly before we do get to it, because you bring up a good point there, Nick. I was on Russian Conquest and Yellow Brick. Russian Conquest at the turn, I was absolutely laughing. I thought, this thing's ran yep. a one-out, one-back with J-Mac. Dry track, her first up run. She's going to blitz him. She was gone within an instant at the turn. But Yellow Brick was the opposite. You're like, oh, he's in some trouble. And then he just kept on charging and charging. Now... The talk during the week is he's a Derby horse. Well, they're going to set him for the Derby. Me and you think he might be a bit too brilliant for that. Where do you see him going forward?
0: Yeah, well, I thought it would be a no no-brainer. Of course, he's a, already a gelding. Um, he's won that slot race up at Toowoomba, the King of the Mountains. So, I you know like over four hundred
1: metres as well.
0: Exactly, that's right against the older horses. Um, if if I owned him and you know the gelding, there's no there's no potential stallion, um, you know stud stud deal on, on on offer. It's just a matter of winning prize money. Um, he's won the King of the Mountain. You can win the or you can easily get a slot in the race in Rockhampton, the Archer, um, which Emerald Kingdom won last year, and he's obviously gone on and done really good things since. So he's an old older horse, but you know the form has definitely been franked. um. I'd be going there two weeks into a Kingsford Smith Cup, two weeks into a into a Stradbroke myself with all the money. Whether or not he gets twenty two hundred meters, I suppose. Wait and see. But he is just a big, big, strong, bomb-proof three year old, really. So I guess he's probably just the sort of force that whatever you're setting for, he's going to he's going to meet that bar and end some. I think
1: Hong Kong's going to come knocking, aren't they?
0: Well, absolutely. They'd have to be.
1: It's interesting to see. Would you? Because he's that three year old. You can almost set him for that three-year-old campaign, whether it's the Derby, whether it's the Stradbroke, because you see a lot of the Queensland Derby winners or the runners that run well in there, yeah. so often they're not they're the Derby types at Hong Kong, like Eagle Farm, very similar to the Hong Kong conditions, very firm track, fairly fast race. So they often like to buy those Derby types, the Dark Dreams, the, um, I don't know if yeah. Eric, you ran in it, he ran the ATC Derby, and he had a few yeah. others. Um,
0: didn't get but who's
1: the grey Senor Toba? That's it. Yep. he was yep. bought for Hong Kong for that exact series. So There's the
0: other one I think was it. He might not have. He might. He might have been the same. Didn't quite get to a Queensland Derby, but uh, was it straight Aaron? Um, straight Aaron. Yeah, he didn't yep. even go up
1: to Queensland. he no, but he went, off some wet tracks in Sydney. But yeah, he yeah. was like a Queensland Derby horse as well. So it's interesting to see whether they do set him for the Stradbroke, or they do set him for the um, Derby. But with all due respect, I think the connections might get it best of both ways. They might get this Group One target of preparation and might sell him at the end of his three-year-old year, pending how good he goes.
0: Yep, I'd love to have him in my uh, in my stable, but we don't, mate. Uh, speaking of good horses and Group One aspirations, uh, a lot of the trial horses have, well, a lot of the Group One horses have been back at the trials over the past sort of week or two. Um, I suppose you've made your your name famous there in the Sky Racing studios there with the Spy Files and the the trial. Uh, You know, your trial eyes. uh, But we don't want to obviously get uh, under the morning line on that. I'm going to have to buy a new Super set of hats. Nothing's going to hit my head after that. Um, yeah, no, there's,
1: there's, there's been some outstanding I horses. These few weeks are at the Trolls. I wouldn't say they're important, but they, boy, oh boy, there's some, some very good horses go around, and it's going to kick off in the expressway. The two horses dominating betting, Forbidden Love and... Golden Mile. Now we're very keen on the Godolphin Colton. he's tried really sharply. I think he's a bit more of a 1400 metre horse than a miler personally, but yeah. he's tried really well. And that heat he came through behind the lights of kote who, boy oh boy, five dollars we got for a Hawkesbury maiden on a Saturday provincial race. We got five dollars. He got into two dollars for your scratch just before the race. I couldn't believe it, and he came in and won during the midweek. So that's probably one of the sickest beats we'll have without getting a run for our money. Well, I think the start, anyway, be-
0: the start before that when I was on at about $12 and it was an absolute moral beat and I said, just back this wherever it goes, five into two, get scratched scratch because it goes ballistic and then don't back it when it wins it on a Wednesday at like $10. It's like just brain dead. But they've got some big aspirations for that horse. And I think they should. I, um, I yeah. was
1: watching the morning uh, track show where they were talking to Connections and stuff just beforehand and like just before that run, and they said, oh, we'll tick off our maiden and go for bigger and better company. Yeah. I thought, oh, geez, that's interesting. Like, and I think Anthony
0: Cummings sort of half like made it sound like they'd be trying to get an Everest slot next year or this year. I think he's got the tactical and the, yeah. just the
1: very dominant speed. I've been at the track for his latest win. I'll tell you what, he's a lunatic in the yard. Yeah. He carries on, he carries ballistic, and I think that's why he drifts every start. Yeah. But I'm interested to see how he returns, if he comes back a bigger, better horse, which the trial suggests he has. Mm. He could be in for a monster preparation. Now, behind that, you had the likes of um, Headwall, I think it is. That's his horse. Yeah. He ran behind it. He's really improved. He's one of the provincials twice. He might be a very talented galloper. Is he a provincial
0: championships horse? horse? Oh, I think he is. Yeah. I don't know if he's provincially
1: trained. I think it's Matt Smith who trains him.
0: Yeah, I think. Oh, maybe not. Yeah. Not too sure.
1: But mm. um, I think he's Matt. I think Matt Smith trains him at Warwick Farm, but... Yeah. Just off my top of my head, I could be wrong. But the likes of Perfect Thought and stuff have all trialled really well. A lot of those horses that come through those trials have gone really, really well. So very keen to see how they go over the next few weeks. And we're about to talk about the expressway as well because Golden Mile. But Forbidden Love, she's won very hard to get an eye on. She trialled horribly in the spring and ran accordingly. Mm. But in the autumn, she produces her best run. She's group one winner in the autumn, multiple group one winner in as a three-year-old and also as a mare in the autumn this preparation she's trialed sensationally interesting to see how she will go but you're right Nick everywhere you look even at the provincials at Hawkesbury on Wednesday I did the trials there and I thought oh it's going to be an okay day and some of those performances there outweighed the ones at Randwick so I think even at the provincials if you can find these horses that are ready for better company say in maiden grade or class one grade you can make some money 100%.
0: 100%. Have you got a, a little bit of a futures tip for us, maybe from one that you've spotted from the trials, whether or not it's uh, this autumn or if there's an, any early markets in the spring available yet? Or I know you're talking about a few few fillies that uh, I saw go around that you, you reckon you might have like a, a size produce or there?
1: Well, we're really keen on Godzilla in the size produce and I'm not going to be able to change anything in regards to that because we're both very, very keen on that Galloper and I can't talk anyone out of it, but just having a look, there's a couple of really nice fillies going around this week in the Witten Stakes, so the likes of Learning to Fly, talking about her, she's been heavily backed to the slipper already, Mm. she's been heavily backed for the Witten Stakes at Rose Hill, Uh, Mumbai Muse heavily backed for the Witten Stakes as well early, but she's drawn a bit tricky there, so she'll be getting out late, those horses should be really well suited going forward, but Having a look at the likes of Golden Mile, the Expressway Stakes, I think it's going to be very hard to beat if they opt to go that way at Rose Hill on Saturday. But there's a couple of really nice horses further down the board. I'm just trying to get through my notes here. Now, the size, we're really keen on the likes of Godzilla from his Brisbane campaign. But there's a little smoky at the trials. I think it was completely missed by the market. And a lot of trial watchers will miss this as well. I'm just trying to get its name up here. I think it was Portophilia. Portophilia yeah. might have been the name there. Portophilia. yeah.
0: Just trying to get up my notes. I so, should have uh, had this port, ready. Portfolio,
1: portfolio. Mm. sorry. She was really good. Now, I think she might be a sneaky little size horse. So Lewis Willoughby brought out these notes in regards to horses' preparations for the size, a co-worker of mine a couple yeah. of days ago, and a majority of these horses come through the slipper. Some of them have gone first up. Some of them have gone a second up and then hit the size produce maybe third or fourth up. Now this horse's dam was a two thousand metre listed and group three winner. She missed the kick badly in her trial by about three lengths. I think she got squeezed. I think the outside horse and the inside horse came together and she got pushed out the back. Because she was from the Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bot team. You never see him sitting last in the trial. Yep. Now the other horses were pushed out at the front. She was up given a squeeze late, but she had no idea what she was doing. Hit the line really strongly. I think she's going to be a Horse to get over further ground. I sent you a text immediately after trial saying, flight stakes next year, this might be the filly. But just keep an eye on her first and second up. She could be a sneaky little size horse. I got her added into the market with a tab. I think she's $101 there, but yep. we'll have to wait and see. But in regards to these futures, perfect thought in Australian Guinea, He'd be the lock for me. I think he's returned really well. That track gallop on Saturday mm-hmm. next to Quantico was outstanding.
0: It was hot, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing him back as well, mate. Uh, we spoke about a trial or a trial horse with in Cote or Cote, however you want to call it. But, uh, mate, his trial on Monday at Randwick, he beat a horse by the name of Joyful Fortune, who, of course, we we're starting to know pretty well. He he got a slot in the Everest uh last year, ran tenth. He he got a really good run from the inside barrier and just didn't quite, you know, have the have the late finish on him like the rest of them, but in less than five lengths. He then went back to Flemington in the Century Stakes at listed level. He beat Style, beat Yulong Command. Two very quick horses there down the straight. Um, as far as I know, he's first up into the Lightning Stakes. He's currently $15 uh, you can get with uh, with Tab there for the Lightning. I think, I, I don't know if Nature Strip goes there. I doubt In Secret does. Gigi Kick probably is, is there. Marabi Maybe rock and horse straight track specialist, but geez, joyful fortune at $15. I think that's um, I think that's not a bad each-way bet to have early. Now, I
1: was listening to a few people in Hong Kong after he won at Flemington first up when he really got the drift there following a couple of very good trials, and they came out and said he's one of the best straight track horses hmm. in Hong Kong. He just thrived down the straight. Like he said, a lot of those horses aren't going to be ready first up. The likes of Eduardo, who was one of the favourites last year, he seems to be just in the latter part of his career, might not be at his best. And the stablemate. Fortune, really does look to be... And this horse suited down the straight. Do you think it's better down the straight? Cause it's all the bend, 1,200 metres, got a bit carved up in the Everest. There's a lot of leaders there. Yep. But do you think that the straight track suits him best?
0: I do. I, I think... Um, well, I mean, obviously, he's two from two at down the Flemington straight. I'm just having a look there. From memory, Chartin is a... It's a 1,000... All the 1,000 metres races are down the straight at Chartin. So... You know, he was a winner in his last, or sort of second last start before he came over here down the thousand meters. He won his first start over there, over the thousand. I, I think you're right. He reminds me. Obviously, it's it's a it's a big comparison, but he does remind me a little bit of early Nature Strip when it came to running down the straight. Like he can just control, he can just bowl along. He doesn't have to kick off anything, and you can really sort of up the ante a long way from home. And a horse like him just seems to love it. So, yeah, the thousand meters first up in the in the lightning for, for Joyful Fortune. I think that's a bet, mate. But uh, forget futures bets for the time being. We're going to have uh, go over our best bets for this coming weekend, which is the, what are we, the 21st of January. Jeez, mate, the year's getting away from us already. Three weeks in. Uh, <laughs> but, mate, we'll start with you. Uh, where are we headed for the best of the day? Are we, are we at Rose Hill this weekend?
1: Yeah, Rose Hill race number eight, or race number seven, that is. I did this race just before I came to work this morning, and, you're going to laugh at me here. Everyone has. But I think this horse is a good thing on Saturday, spacewalk. Um, everyone can give him... Everyone's got his knockers. He's come back gilded. Um, I thought it was a quite unlucky ride first up. I yep. think um, it was a bit bit disappointing. Uh, but nothing against Tyler. I don't think the horse is good enough to win either when it got the gap. I didn't quite explode. But the most important thing about this race Is the race shape? There's one leader, Oakville Twilight. Will look to come across in the wide draw. It's a 1400 metre horse first up, so it's not going to want to bowl along. It's going to try cross. There's absolutely no speed here. Rhys Jones goes aboard, claims the one and a half, gets down to 51 and a half kilograms. I expect him to take this horse straight to the front over the 1200 metres. And if he does that, he will be winning and just absolutely walk along in front. Kalino's going really well. It's the main danger. Gets J-Mac, but it's drawn the inside. It's going to settle that midfield. It's had a couple of race shapes suiting it perfectly. Goes from a 78 to an 88. Stays at the same weight because J-Mac goes aboard following a last start win. I don't think that horse is anywhere near as suited as he was last start. And again, everything perfect. First up, everything was perfect. The midfield run, decent pacing you can run on. Everything else in this race is going fairly or needs a bit further. Spacewalk, this has to be the day. I think he is an absolute good thing. Gate number six, he will go forward. He'll either lead or park outside it. And yep. at worst, in the box seat, lightweight, let him rip. It has to be, if he doesn't win today, I'll give up on him.
0: Yeah. We, um, we've um we got our review podcast, The Way In, uh, with Blake and myself. And the first episode was the, the Monday after Spacewalk's first up run. And, Spacewalk went into the black book that day. Um, just having a look here at what Blake's notes were that he he produced the second fastest uh, last two hundred meters of the entire meeting, but the winner and the that well the Cornella produced the third and the seventh fastest uh, respectively. So when you're spotting a horse, spotting those two horses a bit of a spot a start with no luck and uh, you know under a tight hole you're never going to reel them in anyway. So he was in wasn't entitled to get as close as what he did. Um, Blake's thoughts and yeah, mate, I completely agree. I, I've got him pegged as a, a good thing on Saturday too. Um, best of the day for me, mate, sunshine coast race for number 12 Atlantic Eagle. Um, this horse, I really like. this horse from the, uh, the Paul Duncan stable. He's only had the five starts. He's really lightly raced for th- three of those have been winners. Kyle Wilson Taylor been in the saddle, all five starts. Four of them have been at the sunshine coast and he's won. He's won two of those. Um, But what I really like about this guy, he was was first up off a 238-day spell the other day. uh, On on New Year's Day, he produced the fastest last 200 metres of the entire meeting. He was slowly away, um, and it was actually a career peak, um, a career best run as well for him off such a long break. He he gets out to the 1,400 metres on Saturday. He's had a tick-over trial in between. Um, I just think this horse, just the writing's on the wall for him to, to be a deserving favourite at this. I don't think he is even favourite at this stage. I think Tony Gollans' run a love sensation, who she got her first win in a, in a very long time last start. But yeah, I think Atlantic Eagle, a great bet in the fourth, mate.
1: I reiterate that. I've, I worked both shifts with love sensation Atlantic Eagle. Now, Atlantic Eagle's always had a boom on him. I think it was a good thing beat first up from memories. Maybe they walked in. He hit the line strongly, charging through the pack. Second up, he won as expected. Now, he's had a little bit of time off. He came back with a really strong win over the 1,200 metres. He had so much improvement to come. It was a fantastic victory. He was heavily backed late as well. so That shows his the market's got him going to a good level. He had that tick-over trial. This is the set play it has to be. Yep. He'll be running over the fourteen hundred class three place on his home track to the Duncan team. Gate number eight, settling just about midfield off the fence. Let rip with a strong run. This is a set play I can it just has to be. Yep. First up run, give them about three weeks, four weeks in between with a trial as well. But he'll be ready to rock and roll on Saturday. Elena Eagle. And I also worked with Love Sensation one now. Yeah. This was the best placed horse in Australia on the day. It was in a class one set weight at the Sunshine Coast on a Friday night. Defeated Winston Smurfill by about a length and a half on that occasion. Ryan Maloney was aboard from the inside gate. So, okay, the 57. Gets down in weight here to the 53.5. So, it goes down a few kilos. Gets Angela Jones from gate seven. Angela's very, very good young apprentice. She'll be riding here. But I think her boyfriend Kyle Wilson Taylor will get one over the top of me here. I think he'll be I think he's on the better horse to be honest. Yeah. I think he's on the horse and the most upside as well. And just watching Love Sensation had every chance and with all due respect that race wasn't put away until the last fifty meters. So I'm very keen to get her beat and Atlantic Eagle he has to be the one.
0: Yep. Should apologize too, to, uh, to both Atlantic Eagle and connections of Atlantic Eagle. We've both done it, but we've, we've called her a he the entire way through there. I just had a look. She is a five-year-old mare, but, uh, so apologies there, but, um, she does look a a clear standout on the card. And while you're talking about love sensation, I, I used to have a fair bit of time for her and I was just going back through it. I've backed her in a few big races as a three-year-old and we were talking about Forbidden Love being a, a Group 1 winner in the autumn, but um, she actually got beat five and a half by Forbidden Love and Vangelic and Eliza Beale back there on the 14th of uh, over 1400 back in 2021 in February. So that would be a surround stakes, but uh, yeah, she hasn't quite reached those heights. Little love sensation, but Atlantic Eagle, yep, the wide barrier, she'll get back and she'll be too strong for them. Mate, anything to leave the punters without their Golden Mile and the expressway? We both think that's a really good bet on Saturday. King's Gambit obviously re- resumes onwards to the Golden Slipper. I have one horse that I wanted to ask
1: yours because covering the trials, I mean, look at a lot of these trial horses and the and Stakes looks a ripper. You're really keen on learning to fly. So am I as a horse. But Red Resistance has been really well respected in the market against King's Gambit. With all due respect, yeah. everything King's Gambit's shown at the trials and the races he looks at far superior two-year-olds to anything else we've seen. Now, red resistance in the race is $5. The yep. market's paying very, very much a lot of respect to that galloper. Yep. Steel City was narrowly defeated last start by red resistance, had to sit outside it. Red resistance was suited. Yeah, Steel City started $2 compared to the $5 of red resistance, although they, were, they did kind of get a bit closer as red resistance was back. But... Steel City has the race experience on its side. We'll roll forward. There's a bit of pace yeah. in the race, but is she over the odds in that event.
0: Yeah, I think you probably have to have a fair bit of respect for Steel City there, mate. Um, like you say, like especially if Red Resistance comes out and, well, you know, heaven forbid for a, for the, a nation's Maltese um, comes out and beats King's Gambit, but certainly if he if he serves it up to King's Gambit uh, in race two, like the market sort of suggesting that he can, um, I think you you have to see a firm for Steel City there. Um, John Allen to Jason Collett I don't know is that a is that a positive or a negative you know like I'm not I'm not entirely sure I think it's a pretty even sort of jockey I think switch I think
1: it's very even but I think this horse is going to be really well suited by a drying track as well it's quite yeah. hot weather in Sydney over the next few days it's first trial on wet ground was okay I, I wasn't a big fan of it's second trial because of how heavy it was written out you knew it was going to the grand final was obviously a good piece of work but compared to Red Resistance I was really keen on that Galloper that day but I think she's being a little bit disrespected. Jason Collard he's a little bit more passive, if that's the word, yep. compared to Johnny Allen. Johnny Allen, obviously, they had no mm. intention to leave that day like the trials. There's a lot of speed here, perfect proposal. Um, Lizzie's gem led at latest trial. Just Glamorous, drawn wide, will be going forward at an awfully fast rate, I suspect. They took a sit first up, and I think it cost costed victory, clearly. So I think they're going to go forward at a hard pace. And I think Jason Collett suits this horse on Saturday because he will likely take a sit, I suspect. If they go full handles down, the race fitness might help him as well. So either way, Johnny Allen's a fantastic jockey. I'd put him on any of my horses any day of the week. I think he's a very, very good hoop. But Jason Collett, I think it suits this horse in regards to Saturday.
0: Yeah, and that, like you say, if it is hot and, you know, these two odd fillies and their their first start, that race day experience could come down uh, and uh, be a really key factor there as well as for, for Steel City. So, mate, that's, uh, that's it from us for the, the first one back. Hopefully there's winners galore. Um, we'll hopefully be back every Thursday and, you know, in your ears for the weekend with, with plenty of winners, plenty of horses to follow out of the trials. Um, mate, exciting time of year.
1: Absolutely. Thank you very much, Lloydie. Thank you very much, everyone. Best of luck on the pod.
0: Thanks, mate.